But um, yeah, we have done chapters all the way up to six. So this chapter seven, poor men, poor men, poor men. And it says, who was Jesus Christ? So if you have your book, you can take it. Who was Jesus Christ? So Chris, I want to give you some scriptures. You open it for me quickly because I want us to just look at the scriptures quickly, 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 and then go. Okay, are you ready, Chris? Mm-hmm. Chris, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So who was Jesus Christ? Number one, it says, I am the bread of life. Give me John 6.35. John 6.35. John 6.35. John 6.35. Yeah, if we can, yeah. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never. See, I am the bread of life. How many of you know that we need bread? Don't worry, let it stay there because we'll go, we'll keep on going. Don't 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 change the um the swing. How many of you know that you need bread for life? What Jesus is saying, what Jesus is saying is that. Every bread, every, every bread, everything that you call bread, everything that you think if you get it, it will make a difference in your life and it will bring you nearer to the goal of life and fulfillment. He says, it's not it. I am the bread of life. Mm. And we all know that bread we eat every day. That which you need to, to, to quench your hunger, you need it every day. So he said that I am the bread of life. I am the bread that you need to eat every day. Yeah. It's not it's not where you were born. It's not in the family to which you were born. It's not your status in life. It's not it's not your citizenship. It is not how much money you earn. It's none of these things. It's none of these things. You know, we only grow to find out that it is true. We only grow to find out that it's true. Because we get this, and then we get that, and then we get that, we get that, we get that. Find out it's not it. It's not this, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, it's not that, it's not that. It's not it's not it's none of these things. Because there's an enemy. Let's not respect any amount of money you earn. Even the car that you have gone to buy, which you think it, you, you will die in the car. The house. Just one, one stormy thing and that's the end of it. God have mercy. Uh. I am the bread of life. I am the sustainer. Yeah. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. Mm-hmm. That's John 6.35. Okay, say John 635. John, John 635. John 635. No, 35. John 635. Okay. John 635. Now, John 823. Look at John 823. John 823. Quickly. And he said unto them, You are from beneath. Ye are from beneath. I am from above. See, you see, you see, this is the struggle. This is the struggle. The one who speaks, he speaks from above. The mm. truth he brings, he brings from above. Mm-hmm. He comes and tells them and tells us. That's why when the good news was, was, was declared to them, hey, my goodness, in spite of all the miracles they have seen, still, mm-hmm. likewise, likewise, we can all attest, attest to, to some deliverance that God has brought our way. Oh, is there enough? Is there enough for us to depend wholly and fully on him? No, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It says that, listen, listen, I am from above, you are from beneath. Don't, don't, don't use your opinions, don't use your mind. Don't. 
am from above, you are from beneath. It says you are of this world. I am not of this world. So when I speak, don't, don't subject my word to your mind. Mm. Bring your mind under my word. It's called understanding and stand under. Don't stand on top of my word. Yeah. You stand under it. You say, I receive it. I embrace it. And I will live by it. That's why he said that if you continue in my word, then are ye. And you shall know. Because you're continuing the word which, that, which you don't understand. You're continuing it. It doesn't make sense to you, but you say that because of he who spoke, who is from above only. Yeah. I will yield to it. And then you come to find out, ah, I didn't know that all my freedom, my marriage that was not working, my relationship that was not working, my career which was not working, aha, I wish I had known this 10 years ago, oh, 15 years ago, oh my goodness, what a waste of my life, and I'm about to die, mercy, <laughs> because you have lived 80% of your life already, now you have discovered it. Mm. One man of God, when he identified it, he said, Lord, please increase my ears. I beg you, because oh. I found it. He <laughs> <laughs> said, Lord, increase my ears, because, ah, I, 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 I. anyway, uh, what's that? Yes. I'm from above. John 8, 58. Go to 58. John 8, 58. John 8, 58. John 8, 5 says, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I, I am. Wow. Mm. I existed before Abraham. Wow. Ancient of days. Ancient of days. I existed before. Don't, 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 don't. Be careful. Don't, be careful with me. Yes, be yes. careful with my words. Yes. Mm. When I say, fear not. Mm. When I say, take not, take no thought, what you shall eat. Mm. What you shall drink, wherewithal you shall be clothed. Mm. I am speaking as one who is from above. Mm. Hey, mm. this is wild, though. Mm. John 9, verse, verse 5. John 9, verse 5. I tell you, it says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light, light of, the of the world. I am the light. Of the world, those who came before me, those anyone who will come after me, none of them will cause you to walk in the light. I am the light of the world, mm. and you know, do you know why he says, As long as I'm in the world? No, <laughs> the day that he stepped into the world, that's it, he was never to depart. Why? Because right. even though he's not here physically, he's the in you. Wow, amen. So that you will be the light. That's why. That's why I say, arise and shine for that light has come. Why? Because the light of the world has come and has come to inhabit in you. Amen. Arise Amen. and shine for that light has come. He said, let your light so shine. Why? Because I, the light of the world, has come and I've come to, I am your life. I have come to be your light so that you will shine. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, and, so, and so be careful. Be careful what you, re you receive from the world. Be careful. Because that which you have received is not of the world. It's just so unique. You say, where is it? It's there. It's there. How long will you ignore it? Like the guy whose eyes were open. He said, Lord, I beg you, give me, extend my years. Because you know I've wasted all the years. Extend my years. I, I beg you. So just so that I'll, I'll be a bit fruitful because it has been too bad. 
John 9. Verse, are you guys being encouraged by the word of God? Yes. Is fear given away to, 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 to strength and light and, and boldness and assurance? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the word of God doesn't give you assurance, then something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was good news. Anyway, yeah. that, is, that is John 9, 5. Okay. John 10, verse 9. I am the door. <laughs> Wow. I am the door. I am the door. I am the door. I am the door. You cannot go in. You cannot enter into life. You cannot enter into soundness of mind. You can't. Your, your marriage, it can't work. Because I'm the door. I'm the door. I'm the door. I'm the door. I'm the visa. I am the visa. <laughs> That's what he's saying. I'm the visa. I'm the door. You come through me, you enter. And nobody can take you out. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why it says that no, no man shall pluck, my, pluck my sheep out of my hand. Because I'm the door. If I'm the door, I allow you entrance, but any mm -hmm. demonic influence. No, no, it can't. Because I'm the door. Wow! Amen. Guys, guys, I seen something. Yeah. yeah. I am the door. I am the door. How many of you have tried to go? How many of you went for a visa in Ghana? <laughs> when yeah. the door is closed, <laughs> hey, you can beg and cry. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So when the door, so when he stands there and says, come, 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 come. When you come, he lets you in. And then the, the, the thing that was chasing you, the, the curse that was following you, the generational curse, whatever you think was a curse that had right to you, he says, that thing must meet me. That thing can access, can enter, can enter and get you through me, right? Yes. Okay, let that thing enter. Eesh. Wow. That's yeah. it. Let that thing enter. I am the door. Let that thing enter. Yes, mm. I came to die. I came to shed my blood for you. But mm. that thing that was pursuing you, let it enter. Because mm. I'm mm. the door. Mm. Hey, I never knew this. Mm. This is too powerful. Yeah. I'm the door. Mm. Wow. Hmm. wow! I'm the door. It's so nice and comforting. Yeah. So what is pursuing you? What is giving you sleepless nights? Hmm? He says, I am the door. Hmm? Is it IRS? Oh, please. I am the door. Hmm. Is it illegal? Whatever. I'm the door. Hmm. I am the door. Hmm. John 10, verse 11. That's verse 9. Go to verse, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Wow. Mm -hmm. They're talking about who was Jesus Christ. Who was Jesus Christ? I am the good shepherd. Now, John 10, 36. Go to verse 30, 36. So remember this scripture. John 10, 11 is I am the good shepherd. Okay. John mm -hmm. 10, 36 says as, Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God. So He's the Son of God. You are you saying that I am I, I am blaspheming? Mm. I'm the one who the Father has sent, sanctified and sent into this into the world. Wow! Yeah. I am the Son of God. Yeah. If the Son of God is for you, who can be against you? Nobody. Why are you afraid? Nobody. Why are you afraid? Not afraid. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> you see, because he's the son of God, because God sent him for you and for me, <laughs> everything that he came to do for you and for me, we enter into privileges. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. We enter into privileges and benefits. That should give you an assurance. I am the son of God. Wow. wow. John 11, verse 25. John 11, verse 25. Mm. Says, I am the resurrection. Mm. Sister, to her, I am the resurrection. <laughs> and the life. Oh, if you were here, if you had come earlier, if you had come earlier, my brother wouldn't have died. I am the resurrection. <laughs> hey. Wow. <laughs> Meaning that... <laughs> meaning, that, meaning that if I get you into me, is that you can never die again. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning that the union, the life that you have with the Father, I bring it into being, and that life, it will continue till eternity. Mm. Now, when you look at the scripture, you are wondering, what, what does it mean? Does it mean that I will never die? Listen to me. Your body giving way is not the death. That, 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 it's, not your, it's not the thing that ends you. No, 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 no. No. Your body, how many of you know that your body has been aging? I mean, why, why, why didn't God stop it from aging? Because it's not your life. But he's saying that because, Angie, you are joined with the Father, because through my sacrifice, you have become one with the Father and with the Son. You will never be separated again. That's what he's saying. Oh. I mean, what can, he said, what can age? He said, what can come in between you and the father? Nothing. Mm-hmm. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yeah, though he were dead. So though, 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 though Mary, Mary's mm-hmm. brother was dead. Lazarus. Mm-hmm. He shall live. Yeah, shall he live. Amen. That is what probably was doing the hurry to come and come and come and prevent his death <laughs> and, and raise yeah. him up. Yeah, he was in a hurry. It's like, look, what, what? This is a physical death, by the way. Just because, just because you are grieving too much, I'll just let him let him live a few more. Yeah, I don't know how long he lived after that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's John eleven twenty five. And then, and that scripture. What time is it? Oh, eight. Okay. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is 11.25, okay. So look at 13. 13, John 13, 13. John 13, 13. You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. <laughs> you call me master and Lord, and you, 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 you say, well, now, if I'm your master, if I am your master, what is my say in your life? Mm. If I am your Lord, what is my say in your life? Do you have regard for me whom you call Lord and mm. say, why, 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 why does yourself come without respect and regard for me as your Lord? Mm. It's not because you are now receiving that wisdom from your, from your soul, mm. instead of yeah. from your spirit. Because yeah. your spirit, but it's like he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Yeah. Anytime you receive the wisdom that comes from your spirit, you give him his place. Yeah. You acknowledge his lordship. You acknowledge what he has done. You acknowledge the price he paid. You acknowledge yeah. the deliverance that he has already brought forth. 
the mm. healing that's already brought forth. So when you do not, when you fail to acknowledge that it was he who died, it was he who was bruised, it was he who was pierced and wounded, when you fail to acknowledge that, why was he wounded? Why was he bruised? Why was he, why was he, why was he, why was he pierced? It's not because of, so that you'll be healed. Mm. So where, where, where is your honor? You say, Lord, 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 but you are not him with healed, healed, healed. Hmm. Oh, Lord, come and heal me. You're making it nonsense, that, that, the thing that the Lord came to accomplish. Hmm. Fear comes to grip you, anxiety comes to grip you, whatever. Even when you have failed, even when you have made a mistake. Oh, I wish I could tell you something. Even when you have made a mistake. He says... Are you going to come in my name or are you going to come in your name? Mm. <laughs> because when you come in my name, I am the one, I am the one, I am the one, I am the one. The Bible says that, the Bible says that, the Bible says that he, 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 um, oh, how the scripture, how the scripture, he, oh, it's like he suffered every, every temptation, yet mm. without sin. Mean that he suffered every temptation, everything that can come against any human being. He went through it and conquered it. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. And so when you come, would you come in my name or you come in your name? Because when you come in my name, you see, just as I, I, I always tell you, I always tell you, Nancy doesn't have to ever work before she he, he can enjoy the 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 the, the, the home that he lives in, or the car that belongs to his dad or his mom. He doesn't have to work for it. He doesn't have to go in and try and work at McDonald's for 10 years to get... No, 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 no. Why? Because, because his father has worked and bought it and paid for it and has it. All he does is just come in and, my daddy's car. Yeah. My dad's car. So much so that when somebody tries to encroach on it, he has the authority to yeah. cut that person. True or false? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So do you come in the master's name? Do you have respect and honor? As often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. So there's something come bringing fear. We said, no, 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 no. He dealt with this thing. He dealt with this. My master dealt with this. Mm. You better see, to get to the place where you associate, you, you come always in his name, you always acknowledge him also when you have the upper hand. It's like somebody has done you evil, has done you evil for all these years, and you have one last, one, one chance to take, <laughs> to fix him, yeah. let him know that, listen, listen, I was not a fool. Yeah. So if you have the upper hand to fix it, are you going to take, are you going to, are you going to use the upper hand? Uh-huh. Are you going to use the upper hand? Are you going to use the upper hand? If you use it, in the moment, because the one who died, died for him as well. So mm -hmm. by, by what you are doing, that's what we that we wrestle against flesh and blood. By, by failing to honor him in this, found that when the hour comes, when you have to honor him because mm -hmm. of the fear that the enemy is bringing you away, you found that you don't have confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the devil, the, the devil will tell you, Peter and Paul, we know. <laughs> yeah. You, but you oh, are always taking what belongs to me. You, 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 you are always taking what belongs to me. Because I'm the one who, who visits, you know, I'm, I'm the one who, I don't let things drop. I mean, you take what belongs to me, I, I come after you. You are taking, you are doing the same thing that is my character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And when you speak, you speak out of your soul. Because I am the master of your soul. I mean, as in your flesh. You speak out of your flesh. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I feed on your flesh. And you are also taking the things from your flesh. And you, you want to now call 
things from your spirit. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys with me so far? Yeah. yeah. John fourteen verse six. This is a scripture which we all know. John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That mm -hmm. is John fourteen six. All right. I am the way. Is there another way? There's no other way. Mm -hmm. I am the truth. Mm -hmm. Is there any other truth? Oh, there is no other truth. So whatever you are experiencing, if it is not coming from him, it's not true. You can throw it away. Mm. What the truth. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. Regina, when, 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 he was, when he was growing up as a Christian, he found out that, you know, I, I think I've said this before. He will wake up. I mean, he was being tormented all the time by devils and demons. And then when they will come, then he will drag my ways in the name of Jesus, you know. So he's always fighting these demons. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know what drove him to fight them? He said, ah, if there is this level of wickedness, these demonic creatures, these things, if you exist, then, then, then the good must exist. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you exist, if you are real, then, then the light must also exist. That, that is the basis for which he was driving them away in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Until one day, one day, a little girl, you know, prophesied to him and told him that tonight the Lord will visit you, and this will be the and 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 lo and behold, that night the Lord visited him. The Lord visited him. The Lord just came. He woke up. He, he, when he woke up, he thought he was about to cast away the the demons, <laughs> and then he saw this being that was glowing. Who, who wouldn't say anything? The being just stayed there, suspended. Uh, and then the being just went over him through the wall. But he knew it, it, when he just comes to you, nobody will tell you that this is just. <laughs> uh. He knew is that that was the end of the visit from the demons. <laughs> uh. Hey, I tell you, what uh. are you going through? Listen to me. Let's begin to trust that. Listen, if this evil is there, if this, even if it's based on your mistakes or whatever, if it is there, good is there, and he will manifest himself. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I tell you, have no fear. Just stop walking around so morose. Then, you know, it's like there's no life in us. You have become like so messed up, horrible. Every, everything affects us, and everything will affect you if you keep continue to speak from mm. your soul. Everything will affect you because that's our bondage. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Okay. So, we are on the scriptures now. Now, so let's go on. It says, Jesus Christ was many things to us. He called himself different things at different times. At one time, he said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He announced that he was the door. He declared that he was the bread of life and the light of the world. But one of the most important things that Jesus proclaimed was that he was the good shepherd. Mm. Hallelujah. Now you can bring, um, you can, you can, you can, yeah. Let me see the people. Okay. So mm. I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the, our emphasis today is, I am the good shepherd. What is poimen? What is poimen? What did Jesus mean when he said he was a good shepherd? The word shepherd in John 10, 11, 
John 10, 11 is where we have, I am the good shepherd. Okay. So the word shepherd in John 10, 11 is translated from the Greek word poimen. It's a Greek word. Remember, it's a, it's a what? Greek word. So for the exam, it's a Greek word. It's not a Hebrew word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Greek word, poimen. P-O-Y. It's, it's pronounced poimen. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is this same word, poimen, which is translated pastor in Ephesians 4, verse 11, which says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors, which is poimen, and teachers. So the word shepherd is interchangeable with the word pastor. So what the Lord was really saying was, I am the good pastor. Mm. Throughout the Bible, Jesus referred to himself as a shepherd or a pastor. Jesus Christ is the perfect example of a good pastor. Mm. The pastoral office is very important because without it, many things cannot work. Remember that the sheep were scattered and lost, not because they didn't have an apostle or prophet, but because they didn't have a pastor. Mm. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. That word shepherd is the pastor. Now, I'm not saying that prophets and apostles are not important. They are. But without a good pastor, there will be no gathering of God's people. Bible says that sheep without shepherds fainted. This means that they were distressed and harassed. Mm. In the medical arena, there are ophthalmologists, which is eye doctors. There are cardiothoracic surgeons or heart doctors and dentists or teeth doctors. If you ever had a heart problem, you will certainly not want a dentist to operate on your heart. Neither would I. Dentists are specialists for the teeth and not the heart. In the secular world, people, are, people have grown to respect these different specialties and have allowed them to function well within their own field. Specialists increase the individual's safety and allow for the special needs of everyone to be met. We must learn to accord similar specialties to Christian ministers. Today, everyone in the ministry is called pastor. However, many of those who claim to be pastors are no more a pastor than I am the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop says, in the Old Testament, anyone who intruded into a holy place or office in which they had not been called were struck dead by a holy God who does not accept such intrusions. Yeah. In my few years of ministry, I have noticed, I've noticed many people without, it, without the shepherding gift standing in the office of pastor. Consequently, some of these people either have failed in ministry or are experiencing a gradual disintegration of their ministries. This is not because they are evil, but simply because a dentist cannot operate on a heart. God gives different gifts to everyone. It is time for us to discover our gifts and stay with our special callings. Mm. One, one of the key roles of a shepherd is to lead sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. He leadeth. So, so the shepherd leads sheep. What is the gift of government? I'm just trying to just let's study the book so that we can get ready for the exam. Is that okay? Yeah. Are you enjoying God's word along? Okay. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, verse 28, the Bible talks about the gifts of government. The gifts of 
governments. That scripture we must know. First Corinthians 12 verse 28. Okay. The word government is translated from the Greek word kubernesis. The word government is translated from the Greek word kubernesis. Kubernesis. Which means a steering, a pilotage, or guiding. I believe that this gift of government is the same is the same thing as the office of a shepherd or pastor. Essentially, the gift of government is used to lead and guide people. The shepherd is to use this gifting to guide the sheep to good places or green pastures. This gift of government is a special gift from God and is therefore not to be enterprised nor taken in hand wantonly or unadvisedly by anybody. Is that legal? <laughs> We need to soberly reflect on the implications of leading people. When someone does not have the ability to govern in the natural world, the whole nation can be thrown into chaos. They are, they, there are bad governments everywhere. This is obvious by the state of poverty, the war, and instability that exists in such countries. That's the reason why there is so much fuss about who is elected into the seat of governments. It's not surprising that all of you have come to this country. Go back. They are not going. Wow. I'm not going. Why? Because there's anarchy there. If you have the, if you have, when you have worked hard to get the money, chop and let's see if you can chop the money. Anyway. Yeah. The government, the government means so much to everyone. It may mean the difference between death and life. Yeah. poverty and prosperity that is why there is so much commotion over which government will come into power there must be equal concern in the church about who is allowed to become a pastor with poor government and incapable people at the hell of affairs in the church we are headed for anarchy and chaos god's yeah. word must be our guiding post things not based on the word of god have a limited lifespan in the beginning they may look flashy and appealing, but with time, they will crumble. It's time yeah. for evangelists to lead the church and go out where the sinners are. Yeah. Who should govern? Is it prophet or pastor? Who should govern? You will notice certain peculiar things when an evangelist or prophet is in charge of a church. On your first visit, the charisma and the inspiration of the leader may impress you. Mm. Apostles, prophets, and evangelists are very inspirational and impressive speakers. But remember, a church is not governed on impressive speeches and powerful prophecies. <laughs> a church is not sustained by miracles. A local church is to be run by a pastor, a good shepherd, poimen, someone with the ability to govern a local body of people, somebody with the ability to lead people successfully to a good place or green pastures, somehow the gift of governments. Wonderful. And that scripture is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. Now, as you continue attending a church that is pastored by an evangelist, you will probably notice some amount of disorganization and mismanagement. People who are not pastors struggle with the day-to-day -day administration of their churches. Mm -hmm. Often, these out-of-place ministers are accused of evil deeds. Knowing some of them personally, I realize that they have no evil intentions. 
It is just that they simply do not have the gift of governments, which is management and administration. The sad thing is that sometimes they don't even know that they don't have the ability. <laughs> mm. Are you getting it? Yeah. The broken amplifier. I remember once visiting a church headed by someone obviously called to be an evangelist. After I finished ministering, I heard the minister chide the people, the whole church, about an amplifier and other equipment that had not been repaired. The question I asked myself was this, what does the repairing of equipment have to do with the whole congregation? The maintenance of the equipment should have nothing to do with the congregation, but rather with the administration of the church. A church must be able to run its affairs properly. This man of God spoke to the congregation about money matters and other intricate details that had nothing to do with the general crowd. They were matters of internal management. At a point, tears came to my eyes as I watched this evangelist helplessly and hopelessly struggle to govern the local body. The evangelist's rightful place was out on the harvest fields, bringing multitudes to Christ, performing miracles, signs, and wonders, not governing a local assembly. As soon as such a person sits in the seat of government, he becomes an oddity. In fact, you can become a byword and a laughing stock after a while. The evangelist was feeding them junk food. Now, churches not run by called pastors are sustained by waves of inspirational meetings. The sheep are not systematically taught Bible principles and doctrines. Rather, they are fed on a diet of inspirational, highly motivating, and emotional meals every week. No Christian can survive on eating junk food every day. They need a well-balanced diet. These churches are full of babies who are not interested in the Bible. Therefore, there is no stability in the membership. They have what I call a floating crowd. Every week you will see an entirely different group of people attending their services. In order to grow, people need a regular diet of the word of God. Bible says in John 6, 35, and Jesus the word. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I am the bread of life. I have to be eaten every day. The word has to be eaten every day for a well-balanced diet, not motivational and inspirational speeches every week. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Motivation is different from feeding. There are churches that are full of highly motivated, but empty shells. What am I trying to say? It's time for us to allow the church to be governed by individuals with a gift of government. It is time for shepherds to take their rightful place at the helm of the local church. It is time for people to be able to say like the Lord Jesus, I am a good shepherd or a good pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Let me, let me just touch quickly on this and then we... we are gone. Chapter 8, different levels of the anointing, different levels of the anointing. One thing that we must be aware of is that now I'm doing this because it's to prepare us to write the exam, okay? Yes, right. Yeah, so bear with me and pay attention, by the way. Don't tune off. Different levels of the anointing. One thing that we must be aware of is that there are different levels of anointing within the same office or calling. Though a group of people may be called to minister as prophets, 
they will operate in this ministerial office with varying levels of anointing. I want to show you this truth from, from three different points in scripture. Number one, two levels of the prophetic anointing. Notice the example of the prophets Elijah and Elisha. Though they both operated in the office of a prophet, Elisha eventually operated on a level of anointing that was twice that of Elijah's. The Bible recalls that Elisha asked to be able to operate on a level two times higher than that of Elijah, his father in ministry. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 9, Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Obviously, that's 2 Kings 2 verse 9. 2 Kings 2 verse 9. Obviously, Elisha knew that there was something higher within the office of the prophet that he would attain. He did not want to be something else, like a pastor or teacher. He wanted to remain a prophet. But within that office, he wanted to be a prophet of a higher degree. This principle applies to the pastoral office. You too can desire to go higher within any calling that God has set you in. Ask and you shall receive. Elisha yeah. asked and he got what he asked for. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. My words have room in your, in your, in your, in you. Meaning that you are restrained by my words. You abide in me. You abide in me. Meaning that you call me Lord and Savior, right? You have received me. Take communion, do all that. And my words abide in you. My words have room in you. Meaning that when you are taking a decision, it is, it, is, it is greatly influenced by my word, meaning that you draw from your spirit. Why? Because your, your spirit is daily loaded with the word. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. Your spirit is daily loaded with the word. So, 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 so because you, 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 you have room for my word, meaning that you are mindful of the presence. And you are mindful to take heed to the, the, the communication, the wisdom that comes from here. Now, listen to me. Every one of you have it here. Every, now, say with me, I have it here. I have it here. It's there. It's there. Say the presence is here. The presence, the presence is, here. is here. Say God is here. God, God is here. here. He is in my innermost being. He is in my innermost Out being. of my belly. Out of he is there. When I receive him, that is where he came to dwell. When I receive him, so now, now, those, those, those who respect his presence and therefore receive their wisdom from there, they are the ones who enter into rest, and they are the ones they ask whatsoever. They ask, and it is done unto them. So let's all learn it, because it is there. Mm -hmm. I mean, he will be so unfaithful if it's not there. Mm. Are you with me? Yeah. 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 But if you are into, hey, this is how I am. Listen, you can't be like that. You are ignoring the presence. That is there. So court, court that presence. Court it. Say, I will court that presence. 
It's not courtship. How many of you were nice when you were courting? You know, were you nice when you were courting? As always. Hey, as always mean that he has been courting. Ah, even now he's courting. Hey, A1, A1, A1 husband. Yeah. But that testimony can come only from, from, from the wife. It can come from me. <laughs> Let's all court the presence. Let's court it. Just cultivate it. It's there. Listen. Pay attention. When your service come and say, hey, the presence is here. Amen. The presence is here. And as you begin to respect the presence, before you know, you speak from that presence and everything, everything, everything you will, it shall be done unto you. Mm. What do you think? Yes. Unfortunately, we have made it become so mystical that it's only some people who have the presence. You have it. You have it. Otherwise, you're not a child of God. Mm. The highest level of anointing. Jesus ministered as a pastor. He was someone who operated in a limitless measure of the anointing. In other words, Jesus operated as, at the highest possible level within the gifting of a pastor. Bible says in John 3, verse 34, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. That is why, oh, I cannot go there, but you guys, we will get there. We will get there. So, so you can notice different levels. Apostle Paul asked the Corinthians to notice certain things about their calling. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, he says, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Mm -hmm. As you observe different people in the office of a shepherd, it is obvious that some are operating in a higher shepherding anointing. Just observe different ministers operating in the same office. You will soon notice that some speak with much more power than others do. There are times that I have sat in meetings and heard great men of God preaching from the same verses that I have preached. I then ask myself, why is the effect so different when this man preaches from the same simple scripture? The answer is different levels of anointing. Yes, that minister was ministering the same thing, but with a different level of power and anointing. Mm. You will discover that larger crowds gather to hear someone who is on a higher level of anointing. One of the characteristics of the anointing is that it attracts crowds. Pastors who are operating on a higher level of pastoral anointing tend to have larger churches than shepherds who have less of their pastoral gift. In reality, some shepherds can have only three church members while others have 3,000. Mm. This does not mean that the shepherd with three members is not a shepherd, just that he's a shepherd with a different level of anointing. Mm. You will notice that more miracles and revelations occur in a prophet who moves in a higher level of anointing. Elijah performed 16 miracles, but Elisha had 32 spectacular miracles and revelations. One of the ways we are expected to develop our calling and office is by observing what God is doing with you. 
You can actually see certain things about your calling and your office by watching yourself and observing your natural gifts. When I say natural gifts, I don't mean human talents. I mean God-given abilities for the ministry. You can see your calling. You can actually see things about your calling. There are two ways God puts you into an office. Sometimes God can actually tell you that from this time onwards, he has called you and puts you in an office. You are then expected to flow in that area and follow him as he leads you step by step. Other times, God expects you to notice your calling by seeing what you do naturally. Anytime you find yourself doing something effortlessly as a, as a con on a consistent basis, you may have a calling in that area. You see, you observe, and you notice things about your calling. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, we spoke about poimen, which, 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 which means, it's a Greek word. And we find that scripture basis from John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. Remember? Yes. And um, we studied the need or the necessity for that office. You know, it's different from an apostle. It's different from a prophet. And they, both, they all have their essential places. Mm -hmm. And then we learned about the gift of government, which is basically the operation of a pastor. You know, yeah. and we learned that um, the word government is translated from the Greek word kubernesis. Which means, which means steering, <laughs> pilotage, or <laughs> guiding. Kube nieces. Kube. Kube. <laughs> Kube nieces. Kube nieces. Yeah. Yeah, the shepherd is supposed to use the gifting to, to, to guide the sheep onto a greener pasture. Yeah. Yeah, and we learned that the person who should govern should be the pastor and not the prophet. Mm. Unfortunately, when the, um, when the evangelist is occupying the office of, an, uh, of a pastor, it can be chaotic. And then we also learned about the different levels of the anointing. And um, we, we used the prophetic anointing that was upon Elijah and Elisha. And the scripture was from 2 Kings 2 9. By the way, the gift of the, the, the gift of government was from 1 Corinthians 12 28. Mm. The, um, the prophetic anointing that was on Elijah and Elisha, we see from 2 Kings 2 9. It says, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And so we come to know the highest level of anointing and the not so high level. And you can actually notice the different levels. You can. As you sit under the ministry, you can tell. Uh, wonderful. But let's read this scripture together. Give me this scripture and then we close. First, First Corinthians. Actually, 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 give me John 3.34. John 3.34, regarding Jesus Christ, the highest level of anointing. John 3.34. Let's all read together, and then we'll pray, 
take our offering and then we are done. John 3, 34. John 3, 3, 34. 34. For he, he whom God, God has sent, sent he can the word of God. God. For God, God giveth not, not the spirit, the spirit by, by measure unto uh, him. Wow. John 3, 34. I mean, this is very encouraging so that you can take the words of this one to the bank. Mm. I mean, you can bank your hopes on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. I put my trust in him. I will never be disappointed. I will not be put to shame. He said he has done this. This is the good news unto me. I will stand by it. No matter how long it takes for its manifestation. No matter how long it takes for its manifestation. I will stand by it. I will stand by it. Why? For he who God has sent, he speaks the words of God. For God gave not the spirit by measure unto him. So I can take his word. I can take his word. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Take his word to silence the voices because everybody is getting the voices. Everybody received the voice. I'm telling you, I don't, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished in this life. You will receive the voices. I'm telling you, it's the voice. It's the wisdom. It comes. And then you, you must choose to side with the wisdom that comes from him. The one unto whom God gave not the spirit by measure. Mm. What was the verse again? John what? John what? John. Three, Three. Verse 34. 34. Beautiful. All right. How many of you are blessed by God's word today? Wonderful. Let's, 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 let's pray and let's take our offering. Father, we thank you that the entrance of your word does indeed bring illumination. Father, oh, from today, we will, we will, we will, we will intentionally give ourselves to the word. We will wrap our hearts around your word. We will embrace your word. We will embrace the authority of the word. For it is living. It is full of power. And it is able, it's able to dissect and cut through the spirit and the soul. And the bones and the marrow. It's able to distinguish between the tangible and the intangible. It's able to dissect. It is the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of every man, any man. And as we yield ourselves to its outworking, we will choose that which is of life. We will choose that which comes from our spirit. We will choose that. We will wrap our hearts around it. We will speak that which comes from our spirit. Now the path shall be straight before us. Now the light will shine on our path. Now the peace of God will lead us into godly places. That, 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 that the peace of God will form a garrison around our hearts and our mind we thank you and we bless you and we give you praise in jesus name we pray everybody say amen amen